0: We start with uh, some news we reported on yesterday. Related to the uh, fairly public divorce last year between the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum and the private foundation that had for years worked in support of the Library and Museum's mission. Well, after that uh, breakup, as sometimes happens in divorces, one of the parties has uh, taken on a new name and is uh, looking for a fresh start. So we are joined this afternoon by the chairman of what had been known as the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library. Library Foundation to talk about that new name and that new mission. We have another guest who'll be joining us momentarily, but let's start with Aaron Mast. Aaron, good afternoon. Welcome to the program. Uh, tell us the new name of the foundation and what your new mission is.
1: Thank you so much, Jim. I'm really delighted to be here. Um, so, first of all, the new name is the Lincoln Presidential Foundation, and um, I also want to add that I'm actually the the president and CEO, and that um, our chairman is Satch Picori, My apologies. resident yes, of Springfield. Thank you. No worries. I Just wanted to make sure that folks uh, that folks understood that. And we're here to support and sustain and provide educational and public programming um, and access to historical places and collections related to the life and legacy of Abraham Lincoln, and to do that in cooperation and partnership with others locally. Uh, nationally and beyond. And we're really excited to take on this
0: new role. Uh, and, and again, this is going to manifest itself uh, with one very important local site. We'll get to that in a moment. But let me ask just a little bit about what built up to this. We we know that there was some uh, some conflict between uh, the foundation and the Presidential Library and Museum last year. Some of this stemming from what has become known as the the taper collection and right. that, that very expensive Lincoln stovepipe hat there. Uh, so let me just ask you, uh, what, what do you see as the, the foundation's reputation now? Because there were questions raised about how that was all handled, how the decisions were made as far as acquiring that collection, the uh, the provenance of the uh, the stovepipe hat, et cetera. Uh, does the foundation have to do a little rebuilding of its reputation in the aftermath of all that?
1: Yeah, well, with the Taper Collection in particular— One of the things I've enjoyed doing since I joined the organization about a year ago is digging into the history, right, and understanding how things happened the way they happened. Um, And as my training is as a historian, that is the way that I tend to approach things. And so in seeing that it was really, you know, a multi-year effort and there was a lot of encouragement for the foundation to acquire that collection, um, you start to understand the grounds full of support and the years of uh, encouragement that went into that. And then certainly there are some uh, at least perceptions about how it happened, Um, but at the end of the day, it is a collection that the foundation acquired. We own that collection, and we have continued to, um, you know, make an effort to raise funds and display it to the public. So that is part of what the foundation has done in the past. It is certainly not the only thing the foundation has done in the past, you know, I would uh, point out that the foundation has two decades of fundraising experience that started before the Taper Collection was acquired and um, that led to helping to establish the Presidential Library Museum in the first place. And then also to support many exhibits and programs and other activities after that. And then what we're really excited to do moving forward is, is do all that on a broader scale But it is important that we are moving forward in a new direction, and we're very excited to do that.
0: And we do want to talk about that. I don't want to belabor the point, but I do want to ask, the collection, it remains on loan to the Presidential Museum uh, for now. Do you know what will become of it or how it will be displayed or utilized once that loan agreement ends, which is, what, later this year, I believe?
1: Yeah, um, the collection is currently on loan to the museum and library. That's correct. And it's too early to really speculate on what will happen after that point. Uh, We are continuing to focus on uh, raising funds for fundraising priorities, which include the collection.
0: And one last question on that. Are we any closer to determining whether, indeed, that stovepipe hat did, in fact, belong to Lincoln? Will we ever really know for sure?
1: Well, that's a great question, Jim, and I'm formerly a curator before I ever um, was a CEO of organizations. And so one of the things I know is that you can you can research something forever and ever and never know for sure. Um, so we think it's important to continue the research. There are a few open-ended um, avenues for additional research that we hope to pursue, um, but you are right that at the end of the day, there might never be 100 uh, percent proof that it was, uh, but certainly all the research that went into it um, and the guidance that the foundation got um, pointed to the fact that it was. So um, research is still needed, I think, um, with everything in life. And as a historian, you know, one of the things that um, that I think is important for the public to know is that history research is never done. It is always something that we need to continue to do because there's always something new to learn.
0: Well, thank you for the clarification on on those points. We're talking with Erin Mast. She's the president and CEO of the Lincoln Presidential Foundation, announcing its new name and its new mission this week. And one of the ways it will fulfill that mission going forward is partnering with uh, Lincoln sites and Lincoln-based organizations all over the country, starting right here in Springfield with a new partnership with the Lincolns Home National Historic Site of the National Park Service. Uh, We're going to bring in the site superintendent in just a moment, but Aaron, let me ask you from the foundation's perspective, what role do you expect to play in support of the Lincoln's home site? Yes, Jim.
1: Um, Well, taking one quick step back, I would say that we had a lot of discussions that pointed to this existing need and crucial role that we hope to fill, which is that there are hundreds of Lincoln historic sites, memorials, and monuments around the world, and there's no other national or international foundation that's focused on the issues and resources affecting all those places or the collections and artifacts associated with Lincoln. So when we were looking for, um, you know, where we wanted to put our efforts moving forward, You know, the National Park Service was a natural uh, first partnership for us to pursue because they manage dozens of Lincoln and Civil War and related sites across the country. And not all of them have partners to help them raise funds on their behalf. Um, Preservation, as I know from firsthand experience, is very capital intensive. It's an ongoing process. Preservation of historic sites is never done. Um, And deferred maintenance can be, you know, an issue and a concern that needs to be addressed at some places. So given our plans to advance the Lincoln legacy and support sites of national significance, starting with the National Park Service, um, not only made a lot of sense, but it demonstrates our desire to do that in ways that can address needs more efficiently and really multiply benefit to the American people um, and set an example. So given that we wanted to do that, it made all the sense in the world to pilot this effort close to home. Um, with good friends at the lincoln home national historic site
0: now let's bring in tim good he is the site superintendent for the lincoln home national historic site here in springfield and uh, and tim has the Lincoln home ever had a philanthropic partner before what will this new relationship uh, allow you to do there
2: well good afternoon jim and thanks so much for having me on and thanks for all your support for the springfield community That's a great question. Uh, The park is 50 years old this year, and in 50 years, it has never had an entity such as this uh, to provide support for it. So when Erin reached out to us to open discussions, obviously I was thrilled at this opportunity. And she brings a wealth of experience and an organization that's been around for many years and with outstanding leadership from SACH. So we clearly saw this as a win-win for the site, for Lincoln, the National Park Service, and
0: for the country. Uh, Give us a a sense of, uh, you know, as Aaron noted, uh, maintenance, ongoing preservation. It is a continuous job. Uh, The the condition of the overall site, the Lincoln's home itself, the adjacent buildings, et cetera, are there projects that you are are in need of of funding to, to help do the improvements that you have had on your wish list that this might help you realize those?
2: That's yeah, a great question, Jim. And I would say not only in terms of maintenance of the site, but also in terms of programs, we would certainly welcome uh, any type of philanthropy to help us with that. We currently have two buildings, the Miller and the Stuve, which have not been uh, restored to their original appearance, and uh, we would welcome uh, funds for that. Additionally, programs that we have developed for the community and outside the community uh, would be open for philanthropy as well. And as you can imagine, with, when you're dealing with historic homes, you simply can't, you know, buy asphalt shingles and put them on top. You need a special type of shingles. In terms of the paint, we have to match the paint anytime we repaint the Lincoln's home. So there's a variety of different challenges that we constantly main, face when maintaining uh, this area and a house that's over 150 years old.
0: Uh, Aaron Mass, let me bring you back into this. Uh, I know that one of the uh, the things the foundation was able to to do over the years for people who would uh, donate a certain amount was there were uh, special programmatic benefits, uh, membership opportunities uh, tied to the Presidential Library and Museum. Can you offer similar sorts of benefits to donors now? How How do you make this an enticing opportunity for potential benefactors?
1: That's a great question, Tim. Jim. Um, we do have uh, membership benefits that we've been continuing to offer, including um, access to our 4 speaker series. We have an event this evening, in fact, with Ted Widmer, um, access to our members only Facebook group. we have a monthly newsletter, and we also have a nationwide admission benefit program that we're part of that our benefit that our members have access to. Um, so we are excited to find new opportunities for our members, with our partners, including with the Lincoln home, because I think at the you know at the end of the day, members and donors um, who give to these types of organizations, Uh, want to express not only their support of these efforts, but to be engaged and to enjoy them uh, and to learn more. Uh, Lifelong learning is a cornerstone of our work, um, both as teams and in the service we hope to provide to the public. So we are continually looking for those new opportunities for support um, and for ways to increase that engagement with supporters.
0: In the press release announcing the new name and mission of the Lincoln Presidential Foundation, uh, you refer to the partnership with the National Park Service as the first of your new partnerships. Are, are there other announcements on the horizon, other uh, entities that you are in talks with to be able to provide similar levels of support to, whether locally or, or in other parts of the state or nation?
1: Yes, you picked up on that. Um, so yes, um, there are several entities that have reached out and we've also had discussions with several. Um, And so there are other partnerships that are being considered right now. And we're excited to be able to announce those as soon as it's appropriate to do so.
0: In the meantime, if people uh, wish to support the foundation, support the work you're doing on behalf of Lincoln's home, or just to learn more about it, how do they do so?
1: Um, We invite everyone to go to lincolnpresidential.org where you can find our brand new website that has all the information on uh, what the foundation does, the history of the organization um, and, ways that you can give and get involved.
0: And Tim Good, before we let you go, uh, because, uh, you know, people's uh, habits have been altered so dramatically over the last couple of years. And there may be a lot of folks listening who are thinking, gosh, I haven't been to the Lincoln Home site for a while. I haven't been down there to see what to, what's offered. Uh, what can you tell people about uh, hours of operation? When can they come down? What can they see? So on and so forth.
2: Yeah, great question, Jim. And again, thanks for uh, highlighting the Lincoln Home on your program. I I really do appreciate it. So I generally tell people to show up between 9 and 4, and those are the best times when you'll be able to have a tour through the Lincoln Home. Uh, We no longer have our mask policy in place, so the experience you will have at Lincoln Home will be very similar to what happened in 2019. We've got a park film, which is a few years old. i encourage people to see And as several people in the community have told me, Jim, and I I take this as a high compliment to Lincoln, some of them make a point every year to go through the Lincoln Home. And one of the advantages, you get different uh, rangers giving you the tours, and you learn different things on each one of those. So I really applaud those that make a point of every year coming to visit the Lincoln Home and would encourage the local community to do so.
0: Again, Tim Good is the Lincoln Home Site Superintendent. Aaron Mast, the president and CEO of the newly renamed Lincoln Presidential Foundation. LincolnPresidential.org is the website to learn more about the foundation. Thanks so much to both of you. Really appreciate your time here on the program.
1: Thank you so much, Jim. Um, It was a privilege.
0: Thanks again.